Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. On Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our next guest won two Super Bowls as a head coach, a third as an offensive coordinator, and is one of the finest quarterback coaches and evaluators anywhere. Uh, I, I met him in 1994 and consider him a good friend today. I'm talking about Mike Shanahan, who delivered John Elway and the Denver Broncos their first two Super Bowls in 97 and 98, won a league record seven playoff games in a two-year span, who went on an NFL record three straight seasons undefeated at home, and who years later won a division championship in Washington with a rookie quarterback. Mike, first of all, thanks for joining us. And second, welcome back to these parts. Where have you been the last few weeks? Well, the last couple of weeks, I spent a little time in Cabo and spent a little time with my grandkids. My daughter lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, and she's got uh, three boys, all under five and one on the way. So it was nice to spend about five days with them as well. Hey, Mike, it's, it's odd not seeing you on the sidelines. This is going to be the third straight year you're out of football. I guess you reportedly were close to taking over the 49ers this offseason, a team that you left after winning the 95 Super Bowl. How close were you? Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, you kind of go through situations. I know when I, after my first year in San Francisco, back there in uh, you know 93 season, uh, everybody thought I was going to come to Denver. And uh, after my first year with San Francisco, I thought it was such a great learning experience. Then I had an opportunity to become the head coach at Denver. I just didn't think it was the right time or the right place. I, I had learned so much, and I decided to stay. And that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made because I come back two years later and was able to get some of the things that I wasn't able to get uh, when I was first off of the job. And that was after my first season in San Francisco. I felt the same thing, you know, going, you know, last couple of years, that you can talk to different teams. But the only way you're happy in the National Football League as a coach is if you win the Super Bowl. And you want to be part of that type of organization. And I've been lucky enough to be with a couple of systems, and it's worked out well for me. And you just want to make sorry about that uh, phone call, guys. But I've been lucky it's the Forty Niners. Yeah, you know, the Forty Niners. Such a great learning experience. <laughs> and I decided. I said, hey, the best thing for me was to just learn in that uh, with that background and and kind of go from there. But it, it's it's been very positive. Sorry about that phone call. Sure. <laughs> no I was just wondering, uh, Mike, you know, back here in New England, uh, Dante Skarniecki took two years off, said so he was going to retire, he was going to see the world, make furniture and so forth. Now he's back, you know, working 20 hours a day and coaching the, the offensive line again. How much do you miss football? Is it hard to, to, I don't know if give it up is even the right word, but when you're three years out, is it, is it hard to not keep doing it? Well, to be honest with you, I really enjoy football, especially the X's and O's and I do that a little bit every day. I, I don't get away from that. You know, with my son being in the league and knowing a bunch of coaches on different uh, teams, I'm actually probably uh, more up-to-date on what teams are doing throughout the National Football League than I've ever been. Because when you are a head coach or you are a coordinator or a consultant, whatever you're on a team, you're so involved in personnel. You know, getting ready for the draft, free agency, judging your own players, making decisions with the salary cap, going through the mini camps. And when you actually have some time like I've had, I've had a chance to actually watch more football and sit back and really enjoy it. You don't evaluate personnel as much like the draft or some of your own team 
but you get a, do get a chance to enjoy the game, and I very much enjoy that. Mike, do you still want to coach? I mean, do you want to get you want to get back in it? Well, I'm not, not. You know what I'd always like to do is be involved. You know, you want to be involved as a consultant. If you really felt like uh, there was an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, I think you'd jump at it in any capacity. If it, if you felt like you had the right leadership, and it starts with an owner, then it goes to the GM, the quarterback, to the head coach. You all got you've got to be on the same page to have a chance to win it. And that's why I had such a, when I talked about San Francisco back there, I, I thought it was such a great learning experience for me because they had won four Super Bowls in nine years. You say, how does a team win four Super Bowls in nine years? Uh, and everybody was on the same page. You felt it from right. you know the GM, the owner, just everybody. And I said, hey, when you have that type of experience and then you go to another organization, you want that back. We're with former head coach Mike Shannon on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Mike, uh, let's talk about going to another organization. I mentioned up top that you did coach in Washington, and you took the Redskins to a division championship with rookie Robert Griffin III as quarterback. Now, as we all know, it was supposed to be a happily ever after relationship, but you're gone, and he's gone. Why didn't it work out? Well, I think really it did work out the first year. When you take a look at Robert and some of the things that he did, I thought it was kind of unbelievable. We had six new starters on offense. We were... You know, obviously, we just got uh, tagged with an $18 million cap hit, so we weren't as deep as some teams would be. But, you know, when you take a look, when you lead the league in rushing and you're number one in net yards per passing attempt and you got six new guys as starters uh, on your football team, you feel like you have done some pretty good things. Uh, the one thing that I think we got away from is what we did accomplish the first year. And then when you go into the second year, you know, I just think Robert got some bad, bad advice about not staying with what we were doing the first year. Wanted to get away from it, go to a drop-back passing game more, get away from the things that he was really successful with, and I, I think that hurt him. But uh, hopefully at Cleveland, he can bring back some of those things. He's really into the things he can do, and it'll be a learning experience for some of the other things. But he's got a lot of ability, and he's got a chance to go back and do some of the things he did as a rookie if he'll run the system that fits him. Mike, what's he going to have to do to make it work in Cleveland? Well, first of all, he's going to have to get an offense that uh, uh, at least uh, is compatible with his skills. And I think that's what you've got to do with any quarterback, or if you're any offensive coordinator, you've got to take a look and see what your quarterback can do, because if you can't do it, you know, you, you, you've got to get away from it. You're not going to make a pure drop-back guy and a guy that's been a, a play-action guy his whole life, and uh, has never done it. You know, it's almost impossible to do. But you can surround him with an offense that uh, equates to his abilities. And I, I think in 2012, it gave you an idea of what he was capable of doing. In 2013, we uh, at least the first three games, we started out more with a drawback attack, and we got away from it. Won the next three out of five, and I just didn't feel comfortable with what we were doing. And I, I think that was a mistake. And I think he got some bad advice. And I think uh, right now he's willing to just go out there and compete and run any offense that gives him the best chance to be successful. As you know, probably better than we do, Mike, you know, the world you're living in, in the NFL, it's it's all sort of instantaneous. Nobody's patient. You know, one day the guy's the greatest thing, the next day, you know, he's, he's finished. Sounds like you're still pretty high on him as, as, as a player. Ten years from now, do you anticipate, where do you anticipate he'll be and, and what will people be likely to be saying about him? Well, I, I really don't know. I, like I said, you know, the first thing is what type of offense are they going to run with Robert at Cleveland? Are they going to run a, a system where uh, is, that he's comfortable with? Are they going to run a uh, offense that um, 
you know, adapts to his type of playing skills. And I think a lot of times you have to do that. I think every quarterback that I've had, if I go back to Steve Young and John Elway, they were totally different. I could not run the same offense with John that I ran with Steve. Every quarterback's a little bit different regardless on how talented they are. And so you got to get a feel for the quarterback, get a feel of what they can do. And uh, obviously they've got to have the intangibles to lead a football team. But uh, Robert does have the skill levels to perform at a high, very high level like he did in 2012. Hey, Mike, a couple of questions here, a quick one here. You, you mentioned you got bad advice. You said it twice. Where did that bad advice come from? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think Robert would have to tell you that more than anybody. But after we were done with the season, and he said, uh, you know, any, any running quarterback's a loser. Uh, you know, I said, well, holy cow, where, where, where did that come from? And, you know, you, you kind of forget of all the great things he did do. You know, he was the right. you know, lowest you know, turnover ratio, I think, in the top five, top six in the history of the game. You know, he was tied for 1.3 interception rate, didn't, didn't have very many turnovers, uh, top five in scoring, uh, net yards, and all of a sudden people start thinking they're drop-back quarterbacks and not the you know, why did you have the success you had? The success is people had to play the running game, and we had a pretty good play action package off of it. And uh, he was a threat. Yeah, Mike, unfortunately, I, I, I lied. I said two questions. We're out of questions. I see our producer waving his hands, which means we're out of time. So thanks very much for the time, and always, always great catching up with you, Mike. Great talking to you guys. Take care. That was former coach Mike Chan, and when we return, we'll hear from Rick Goslin on Dallas's first-round draft pick, Ezekiel Elliott. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com.